0: Thing to Squat Club on the air. Hello Squat Club fam, we are back on air live again here at Squat Club headquarters. You've got Sarah and Ricky coming to you today for podcast number, I'm not sure, but we've done a couple. Um today we are going to be talking to you about some travel and ways to stay on track. From my experience, I've travelled and played sports. So it's been a lot easier for me versus people who have travelled for leisure and have had goals that they wanted to stay on track with, but may not necessarily have known um, how to do that while travelling. So that's where Ricky comes in. So she's, hey done, guys. A, hey, <laughs> she's done a lot of travelling for leisure and spent a lot of time overseas. So we thought we'd bring some info and shed some light on a few things for you guys. Awesome.
1: All right. So, who wants to
0: kick off? Do you yeah, want to go? Go Nats? Oh, or you take it away. Alrighty. So, we're going
1: to talk about um, leisure first. So, with my experience, I lived abroad for about eighteen months, and prior to that, I had done a fair bit of travelling um, around the world. So, I hit a bit of Asia, um, did a lot of Europe, and lived in the UK. Where did you get all your money from? Um, saved my absolute butt off. Worked three jobs. <laughs> You're busy girl. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's very cool. No, it was um no, it was awesome. It you know it gave me the experience that I needed. Um, one of those jobs was actually personal training before I went overseas, um, which I spoke about in the podcast with Jaden Connor myself. Yep. Um, so I suppose from my perspective, um, traveling around and trying to keep fit, I found quite difficult which um, was a bit of an eye-opener because I did my certificate and then thought, oh, you know, this is going to be good, you know, I'm going to try and maintain a a fit and healthy lifestyle. But um, I signed up to Anytime Fitness uh, while I was overseas and I went to the gym probably for 12
0: times a year,
1: like in a year maybe, so that's one time a month, maybe a bit more than that. But um,
0: I think think a lot of um, something that comes into play with – Traveling and gyms in particular, like, regardless of being signed up to an Anytime Fitness and having access to it anywhere in the world, is the fact that you have your gym at home. And sometimes, regardless of um, how experienced you are in a gym, even for me, sometimes going into a new environment, particularly overseas, like, it, it can still be very intimidating. Mm, absolutely. Um, and, you know, that might have played a big role in why you didn't or couldn't go that often. Is that anything um, to do with it or just no time yeah,
1: or...? Yeah, it was a bit of a combination. So I worked in a nightclub um, which was open from 12 until 12. Or, or sorry, 12 until 12 during the week and then 12 until uh, 3 a.m. And I was always starting it at around 11 and then finishing right on close or after close, which would be hours and then um, not making time for myself. So going home... I'd always stop at the corner store which I was never I've never been a person like that before to stop and like eat chips and chocolate like that but there was this one store <laughs> and <laughs> every time it was open all the time 24 hours went in got my snacks went home got into bed ate and completely just fell out of routine with everything I've ever known so yeah you kind yeah. of
0: just fell into a new routine yeah exactly which, and it was it's one of i would say like pure comfort really mm. when you're that tired um you're in a new environment or somewhere that's unfamiliar so you're not you're not at home you're in a new country you're working yep. and the first thing you see is that corner store and now it becomes the first thing you think about when you finish work you start to associate that with that store with I'm finished work i get yep. to eat and then go to bed and there's kind of not room for that that gym routine or or to fall into that yeah in a way absolutely
1: i also found uh, i don't know if you found this traveling um Obviously, for a lot of your work travel, it's been with your team. Mm. Um, but traveling on your own um, and making friends—sometimes the friends that you make, especially in hospitality industry—they don't. It's not about keeping a fit routine because we're all going through that same that same slog. So, yeah, um, getting into the gym was harder because I didn't have a lot of people who wanted to come. And being on the other side of the world by yourself. Kinda, you kind of – you want to be around people all the time because you don't have your family
0: here? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you didn't have – so um, not in a uh, – like a bad way at all, but you didn't have those like-minded people yeah. that had that lifestyle. So mm-hmm. you kind of, you know, in a way, adapted to their lifestyle yep. rather than um, – sort of sticking with your routine, because you're right, it can be it can be a lonely place when you're travelling alone and you just want to be around people. Yep. Um, what I found when I was travelling is, A, obviously I didn't get to choose where I travelled, so wherever um, the team was um, scheduled to tour in is where I had to go. So out of everywhere I've travelled, I've been to India more times than any other country. <laughs> so I think I've been to India about eight times and the first time I went I was 14 years old Wow! and for me it was it was a big struggle I, I had my brother there and one of my best friends because they were in um, the sides that were traveling with us as well and I don't I don't do well with spicy food how did you survive India? Yeah. <laughs> did well, you come back skinny as a rake? <laughs> Actually, no. I come back quite chubby and here's why. <laughs> so not eating spicy food. Um, I was very picky with my food back then too. I, I'll admit, I lived off some hot chips and some Oreos. So you can get Oreos in India and they were very nice. From the corner store? Might have been a corner store. I no. <laughs> 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 So I, um, I didn't. I didn't really have a lot of education around nutrition and food at that point anyway, being so young. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point in in, the, in my life and in cricket, the <laughs> that was our first big sort of travel away. Um, and so we were just trying to get through it. Yep. We were just trying to get through it. Um, it was a very eye-opening experience going into um, a country like India. Like we got off the plane and it was just a whole new world. I, am, I don't know how many people out there have been to India or been exposed to it, but it can be super, super confronting. Um, there's a lot of beggars, there's a lot of um, pollution and things like that, and there's kind of no, no real middle class that we got to see. You either have money in India or you don't. Um, and, yeah, what we saw, it was very eye-opening. And You come back home and you kind of appreciate what you've got. Mm-hmm. But um, I do remember a couple years ago, we had a World Cup in India and we <laughs> were in a place called Kata. I think that's how you pronounce it. Anyway, um, they'd put us in this hotel and there was rats in the kitchen. <laughs> in the kitchen. Mm-mm. So we got put on 24-hour lockdown in the hotel, couldn't leave our rooms and we also couldn't eat. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I was like, okay, what am I going to do here? So what, we, what I used to do each time... I would travel, regardless of going, like I've been to England a few times in New Zealand, regardless of going to a country where food is more up my alley, like um, what we'd eat at home sort of thing, like not, not spicy food and all that, um, I take my snacks, so I pack my protein bars or things that are quite lightweight that are easy to pack in bulk into my bag. So I like to be prepared in case something like that happens. Mm-hmm. So I had that fallback, but yeah... For I haven't travelled too much leisurely, so I haven't really had to find that balance of um, let's go to all you can eat and just eat all you can eat. I I haven't had to (laughs) go through that. So when I go on tours, I'm not so worried about putting on weight or staying on track because we're training, we're playing, we've got nutrition. um, You've got your
1: schedule sorted for you. Yeah, we've got our schedule sorted. So if, if we want food, we can go get our own and
0: obviously now being older, I'm a lot more um, knowledgeable with my food. But, yeah, w- when um, when I found my parents and stuff go on holidays, they don't, they don't know a lot. They don't – they're not staying on track with anything or anything like that. But it helps to have a go-to or mm-hmm. just know that, like, if you want to have – if you're on track for something and it's just about a little bit of compromise, I think. So uh, take, like, take a pub meal, for example, if I'm going to the pub and I want a chicken sizzle instead of hot chips, I'm going to have the salad. Or if I want hot chips, I'm going to have grilled chicken instead. So there's, there's ways to minimise the damage that you can do while you're on holiday. So holidays for some people doesn't mean binge eating and falling out of gym routine. And I think that's that's like, that's like the point I'm trying to get across here is that a lot of people will go on holidays and just forget about the end goal or put their health in jeopardy mm. just because it's a holiday. It yeah. doesn't mean you just throw everything out the window. Yeah. no, I
1: would agree. Um, yeah. Just a, a quick question. Do you yeah. have tomato sauce or gravy with your chicken schnitzel?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was a gravy girl when I did it and I don't really eat it
1: anymore. Oh, that's a shame. Chicken salt though.
0: Oh, yeah. Salt on the chips. Righto.
1: We can agree. Yeah, <laughs> we can make friends. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So I would I would agree um, on the backside of my training, like coming back um, from being overseas and getting back into it. I would have to agree with you, Sarah, in terms of um, there are better ways to do it. So it's easy to you know get stuck in any routine that you do, um, whether it be a good routine or you know um, an unproductive routine. Or one that you know, a leisure routine, but um, I think if you're organized and you, you choo- like, you can map out restaurants and things when you go away, I think that's a really big helping hand. You can even do that at home, like, if you want to go to a restaurant um, and you need to fit within certain calories or things like that, you can go onto their, um, their website and find the menu, go from there. It's the same anywhere in the world, really. Um, I think. Another thing that's really important um, is taking that time. So yes, I understand that we need to keep with routine wherever we go, um, but also taking that time for yourself when you go overseas, understanding that you've worked really hard throughout the year and then you've got a break. So use that break to, you know, rest, restore, recuperate, and then you come back in. you're gonna be stronger Mm -hmm. in in a better mindset. Um, and then you've still you've got that extra motivation to kind of push through the next mm. um, stage of your training progression. Yeah, one
0: hundred percent. It's like, and it can be as simple as having sorry having um trying a to day. kick me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just I've just kicked <laughs> so it. Mean like. um, it can be as simple as having a day off tracking completely, but knowing um, roughly what you what you eat during a day anyway. And it doesn't it doesn't have to mean blowing out completely i mean you can have a piece of cake and then spend the rest of your day eating your good healthy foods like you normally would it doesn't mean you have to have pancakes and cake and burgers and chips and all that sort of stuff so i think when people associate holidays they associate it with just eating whatever they want whenever they want Mm. and i think that's one good way to get yourself into a really bad habit and really bad routine we want to minimize the damage as much as possible make our return as easy as possible yeah and you know it's totally fine to go on holidays and switch off that's what it's all about but it's not about just throwing your health completely out the window Yeah, there's absolutely there's sustainable ways to do it and i think that if we can start associating holidays with health still <laughs> mattering yeah then it's going to be much easier in the long run when we when we remember the sustainable way to go about Having the healthiest,
1: longest life. Yeah, I think. I think a lot of it uh, has to do with mindset. So, um, if you can kind of go into a holiday um, with the mindset that you know, like we're saying, you're on break, but um, keeping to, at like keeping on track, um, and finding that good food tastes good and it can be healthy. Like it, you don't have to go and pick cake. You can. There are so many restaurants out there that you spend a little bit of extra money on which is what you usually do when you're on holidays um and get the best meal and you'll find that it's actually not that bad for you anyway like it's you know it's got a lot of the good stuff in it um yeah so oh yeah that's just that's really important is changing your mindset about how you look at food it's not always the cake or the alcohol that's going to taste good it's yeah. there's such such good food out there that's in salads in veggies in meats all yeah. that kind of thing it's so the same as
0: planning your day Mm. You don't really go overseas without planning where you want to go. So when you're planning where you want to go, let's have a look around At What are our food options if we don't have much? Like, okay, let's go get some of our favourite snacks from the shop. And, you know, even other ways that you can minimise the damage, like walk as much as you can to places, experience it, take it all in.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point, actually, Um, not taking the train.
0: Because, like,
1: when you're on holiday, you want to go see the place. Like, see, get out in town like don't sit on your phone put your phones away get out go explore like phones for pictures only yeah you know what buy a camera (laughs) 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 like unless you go like
0: upload a camera picture straight on instagram
1: (sighs) look fair enough fair enough but all i'm saying is you want to be like you don't want to be looking at social media when you're in a new country like you just spent a bomb going overseas like you know yeah 100
0: percent. and to be honest though you do want to instagram your food sometimes or at least take a picture. And it.
1: always tag the restaurant because it gives them business. Support local.
0: That's right. Support yep. your local. Times are tough. <laughs> Especially with this
1: COVID. I know. Um, sorry, I'm trying to find my page. I wrote a bunch of questions down. What was your favourite place to travel to? My favourite place?
0: Yeah. Um, in the middle of an Ashes tour, we went to Ireland for a week to play some more cricket because we hadn't played enough. But I really like yeah, I right. did get Kentucky to America um and fell in love with San Francisco as well. Mm. Um, I've only been there once, but uh that was one of my favourite places, San Fran. And you know, if we call San Fran over there in America, like in front of them, they get really like upset about it. They don't like you referring to it as San Fran. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm like, why? Like,
1: it's oh, it's such Pacific an Australian Australia. thing, isn't it? Like we yeah, no, all shorten things. France. Get over it. Yeah. Go, you, you know, anyone going to San Fran, go over there and start stirring the pot.
0: <laughs> I found it very difficult food wise in America, though.
1: Yeah, I've been to America. Their portion sizes oh. bigger than my head. And Applebee's. If you ever get a chance to go to an Applebee's, they will always, always ask if you want more. It's o- it's honestly almost like a buffet, but it's not.
0: I remember going to this diner up the road, and there was um, a chicken salad on the menu. I was like. Cool, I'm gonna have that. Mm. And you know those big fruit bowls that you use for like decoration? <laughs> I'm yeah. not kidding. It come out in one of them. <laughs> I'm not joking. Holy oh. oh, moly, this oh. can feed my entire family. That's nuts. It's
1: such so wasteful as well. Like you're not gonna eat it, and you're not gonna take it away. No. <laughs> like <laughs> you're on a holiday.
0: Oh. Nah. Go feed the rest of the street. I don't know, but yeah, food, food in America was rather difficult.
1: Yeah, yeah enough, a lot it's of, very um, sugary, and protein. carby as well over there um America mm. and they love to upsize everything. Yeah. I noticed. I liked America though. America was a good a good trip. It's yeah. a beautiful country and it's got a lot of um Yeah, it's got, it's got a lot of
0: good things about it.
1: Yeah.
0: When um when you got back home mm. from traveling and living and you know the obvious change in lifestyle, how did you get back into your gym sort of health Pre-travel routine, you know, because everything changed when you when you went over there in terms of how you lived your, your life, yep. and it was very different here in um, in Sydney. So, how did you get back into it? Was it in the environment that you were around? Did you make the conscious decision to say, "No, I need to focus on my health again"? Like, what
1: what happened? Um, so, Australia is one of the healthiest countries in the world in terms of you've it's reasonably inexpensive to go and buy fresh fruit produce and things like that um and we live a a more active lifestyle than a lot of countries um overseas so uh in in the uk i lived in the in the heart of london so it was you're always catching um the tube the tube was a great way of transport and because i was always running late (laughs) um i would uber or i'd um i'd take the tube um and then on top of so not walking as frequently as I should have been, and eating snacks all the time. It was, it was a, a difficult choice. And then also like chocolate and chips and stuff over there are cheaper than so cheap. going and buying fruit and veg as well. Whereas here and over there, people love that stuff. Like um, again, hospitality industry, people are eating whatever they can get their hands on because it's cheap, it's easy, it's it's nasty, but it, it works. Mm-hmm. But coming back to Australia completely different lifestyle like people want to look after themselves like uh, take a look at for when uh, we all shut down for covid like you walked into camden bike track and that place is packed like you wouldn't have thought so many people are active as active as they are but they are yeah. like um yeah. so coming back into it for me it was more about saying no to alcohol what well, alcohol was something that i used to drink a lot of when i was over there and then coming back trying to celebrate with my friends, see them all again, my family um, and turning that away. Just being like, okay, I need to not drink so much during the week and having to limit that to one or two nights a week rather than five. Yeah. Um, and also uh, working here at Scott Club um, helped me come back into swing with everything because I couldn't keep living the lifestyle that I led, I led overseas and – um, preach all these things to our clients and to our, our members here and be doing the complete opposite you know so you know you gotta you do have to practice what you preach um how did you you've always obviously kept on track but have you ever had a point where you've pivoted and fallen off the the bandwagon
0: i have but not in the same way that you have so when uh in 2000 and I was clinically diagnosed with anorexia nervosa, so I went the opposite way in in that I was not eating enough to fuel my body and and things like that. So what I did was surround myself with good people Hmm. and I got the help I needed. So, I mean, yeah, very different to the environment that you're in, but still nonetheless, one that was very detrimental to my health and I knew that something had to change.
1: Mm. Sorry that you went through that. it's so. oh, okay. I wouldn't
0: change it. Made me who I am now, and it mm. got me to where I am. So, um
1: yeah, if if my story can help
0: anyone, I've written a few blogs and stuff. So, if my if what I've gone through and come out the other end can help someone else, then you know I'd go through it again.
1: Oh, that's nice. Helping people. That's what you're about. That's what, that's what, what we're about, about. That's what squad yeah. clubs
0: about. It's it's why I'm here. Like. Yeah, I'm grateful to be here. So awesome! Mm. Oh, cool.
1: Um, how did you find that experience? If you don't mind me asking.
0: Um, scary at times. Uh, very daunting for a lot of the things that they wanted to get you to try, like with foods and and things like that. It was it was a real roller coaster, mm. a real roller coaster. And I was still playing cricket the first day or at this point. So, um. It was hard to fuel performances, it was hard to travel, I had very high anxiety and I ended up retiring in 2016 because of it um, and I moved back to Sydney to focus on my mental health and um, since then I've been pretty pretty good, I think. I mean, there'll always be those good and bad days where some foods will still semi-scammy but mm-hmm. for the most part, like, um, I'm very much back on track, I eat all those things that I thought I never would eat. Actually, I don't eat a meat pie anymore. My dad said <laughs> the day I eat, I eat a meat pie, he'll cry. You I don't want to make
1: your dad cry? I don't know if I that's do. a good I or a bad just thing. I
0: just don't <laughs> really want to eat a meat pie. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's – that's that's how I – got back on track i just knew i had to surround myself with the right people and get the help i needed because it wasn't fair what i was doing a to myself but b to my family and everyone trying to help me Mm. so that's why i'm so passionate about personal training and coaching and the nutritional side of things because i know that being unhealthy in one way in terms of like being overweight, I know how detrimental that can be, but I also know other the other side of the scale and being underweight and the way you treat your body and it's it's not a nice, nice. place to be in. Yep.
1: Yeah. So definitely I uh, can imagine that would not be not be good. No. Not a good thing. Oh
0: well, we've come out the other end so yeah. you know good. Show goes on. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. That's and that's it.
1: Like you have to keep um pushing the mark you have to keep trying to better yourself and if you do find yourself in a rut regardless of if it's from one extreme to the next um bringing yourself back by taking baby steps and this is something that um i religiously believe in it's you have to start small Mm -hmm. because if you try and take on you know overnight no it's not it
0: never usually is an overnight fix and the more you work at it the more you talk about it the easier it's going to get and the more the pieces are going to start to make sense yeah
1: absolutely um and there's so many so many avenues out there like for help um in in any respect so there's you've got us as coaches but then also if you need someone you know who can help with your mental health like a psychologist or someone um go and see them because it again it's such a taboo yeah mental health needs to go it does like you're allowed to talk about how you feel um if you're not having a good day you're allowed to feel that way um we can't pretend like it's that we live this ulti- ultimate positive lifestyle all the time. Well-being is always A-OK. It's yeah. – we're human. Like we fluctuate. Don't lie about it. Yeah, don't lie about it. Like, <laughs> you know, it. yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're um, allowed to not be. And that that deepens your connection with people as well. So it, it helps people understand who you are. It helps you understand them. And you get, you get uh, a true support network around you. That's right. Um, and – Again, that's what we're about here is that's that network, that, that community. community.
0: That family vibe and yep. we did go a little bit off topic with travel there. But <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, well, travel, yep. travel did play a big part in, in, um, in my recovery as well because it was super hard for me to travel with that like sort of lingering over my head. Like imagine going to India and already not eating but already not liking spicy food mm. as well, like I yep. was fading away and um it was really difficult but yeah i you just got to stay open and honest about it have honest conversations with yourself as hard as they may be but um there's always light at the end of the tunnel and us here at squat club if anyone's going through a rough time mm. we're happy to chat about it you can be open and honest there's no judgment here um it's it's community it's family and that's that's what we're all about yes so. absolutely
1: um i, d- I did want to add just quickly um to help people who are going through um like the that struggle of trying to come back from wherever they wherever they've been, get back into routine, um, setting non negotiables is a huge one. Um just writing a list and being able to check that off every day to say that, yeah. Uh, I said last time in the podcast that I did with Connor and Jaden, um, make your bed. Like start your day off right, make your bed. Um Make my bed every morning. Yeah, see, it's it's just a, it's a little win. It'll doesn't it, it's not much at all, but at the end of the day, you crawl in if you've done nothing else that day. You've you crawled into bed. You've made your bed. Exactly right. That's right. Um, That's very good point. Yeah. So, but breakfast breakfast in an hour. What do you do? Do you have non negotiables like that? You've kind of sorted out while you travel, or um, other than packing snacks and <laughs> whatnot. <laughs>
0: really, because my schedule's given to me, Mm. I don't really have much of a choice. I just make sure that my non-negotiables are, I'm not late. I'm prepared for my day, so I I look at the day ahead, or if you're travelling and you plan the day ahead, be prepared for that day. And prepare for the worst part of that day. If it's going to be 30 degrees, I would still take an umbrella. You can't trust the weather people. You Mm. can't trust them. But... Preparation in anything we do in life is, is key. Yeah, no, 100% so agree with that. Once you figure out what you're going to do for that day, pack your bag and get ready for it. So every night, my non-negotiables at home, uh, every night before I go to bed, I lay out my clothes that I need for the next day. I pack my gym bag and I've got my food cooked for the next day. They're my non-negotiables. Yep. When I wake up in the morning, my clothes are there, my food's ready. It's being proactively lazy. So setting up, <laughs> it sounds bad, but proactively lazy is basically making your next task easier. So when I wake up, all I have to do is have my shower, put my clothes on, put my food in the bag, and I can go. Yeah. You know. Organization. Organization. Proactively lazy. Mm. Making the next thing I have to do easier.
1: Yeah. No, I really like that actually.
0: Thank you. Oh, good. I got it from a book.
1: <laughs> Which book? Would you like <laughs> a plug a book? James
0: Clear, uh, <laughs> Habits. What's it? What's it called? Something about habits, but it's a really good book. But yeah, right, that really stuck with me because as as humans, most of us, particularly in the in the fitness industry, we are creatures of habit. Yeah, And we like the same routine. We don't like much change in it. And it's very easy to set those non-negotiables and hit them every day. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, we definitely are creatures of habit. Mm. Um, regardless of if you're in the fitness industry or not, like your habits, despite uh been given to you in a schedule for s- some like when you're traveling um my habits were quite detrimental to my health so if you've if you start if you can see at home um like the listeners here that you're like you might have habits that need to change to better your lifestyle to better your health then start doing it pay like, attention to yeah them. absolutely switch on Pay attention
0: mm yeah hopefully this can resonate with some people out there and hopefully we've helped a few people but i think the key messages are holidays and not time to put your health at risk <laughs> you yeah. can still have a really good holiday and stay really healthy doing it yep. um and to take care of your mental health yeah and reach out if you need anything absolutely
1: all Right, i agree with that
0: cool. cool. all right well thanks for the chat thanks for listening
1: yeah thanks yeah, for listening nice chat. yeah cool all right see you guys
0: bye